0: All right, look at that. We are live, live, oh, yeah. and then you're. I don't know. I was Uh-oh. trying to find something that rhymes with live, and I completely whiffed.
1: You were trying to find something that rhymes with live.
0: Yeah, I was to say live and whatever.
1: Live in your beehive.
0: Yeah, wow. wow. Yeah.
1: Let me just. I'm just, I'm, I'm just rhymes. gonna roll the intro. I'm just gonna roll okay. the intro. Shut up and sit down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey what is up everybody uh right. welcome to dope and dharma as always this is uh i'm dope and dharma this is i'm i'm dharma guy he's uh the dope doctor and together we are dope and dharma uh and this would be the the dharma time hour the dharma mm-hmm. time session what do we call this edition edition there we go I, it, it is technically written right in front of me so you think i would have gotten that one but you have i digress right well, at the moment, uh, we are live. It is, uh, what, Tuesday for us, a little after 1 o'clock. Um, Eastern Standard you, Time. We'll look at you being really specific. Well, um, I mean, there's
1: people in Germany watching, bro. It's not yeah, 1 o'clock.
0: Yeah. yeah, apparently we're big in, like, India, Germany, Thailand. Yeah. Um, hmm. Norway started catching up to it, too. So, uh, you know, my it's people. It's that Viking look you have. That's, that's right. A... It's my people, man. Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, we are currently live, if you're watching us, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, so if you're on one of those platforms watching live, feel free to make a comment and, or uh, ask a question mm-hmm. while we're doing this. We'd be more than happy to respond to you, mm-hmm. um, and then also uh, last night, for those of you who watched us, we were on our local station, uh, 1680 um, WOKB, and then um, 100.7 FM, I think it is. That's right. Yeah, we do the Couch Live on Mondays, so if you're local, you can check it out on those stations, or you can watch on any of the following platforms. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, if you're listening through Dharma time, but you'd like to hear more of what we cover, you can follow us on your same podcasting app uh, through Dope and Dharma, and you can hear us talk about the Couch Live, we can talk about uh, We the Middle, uh, the Morning After, we covered a wide array of topics, so if you'd like to hear more than just this type of stuff, by all means anyways Ron. um how's your day man we haven't talked yet today just full, are, full disclosure I, I,
1: I, yeah man i've been i've been in some good meetings man and and to be honest with that, i had to break away from them i mean they're still meeting upstairs uh but it's, it's good stuff going on over here at the at the studio so uh mm-hmm. real good um what was i gonna say uh so how are people watching this right now they so youtube live they're watching it at facebook live uh twitch and all that stuff right now right so if they want to ask a question you know, you guys can just, you know, ask the question. I, I think uh, Trinity and I can see it if you ask through one of those channels. Uh, stuff yes, like sir. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good. It's, I you know, we have a new little puppy and, and uh, you know, our youngest uh, is back home for the summer from college. So you put a, a little puppy and a little one. And so we watched movies until pretty late last night. You know, just like the old days, me, Dana and Zoe <laughs> in the bed, watching movies till about 1 a.m. And then at five a.m., the little puppy says, "Hey, remember me? I'd like to go out." <laughs> it's time
0: to go to the bathroom. And,
1: and even though our little one Zoe is the one that adopted the dog and brought the dog to the house, she was sleeping and she didn't really want to get up this morning. So Daddy does it. I'm a I'm a I'm not only a girl dad, I'm a dog dad.
0: Isn't that um, a how that so goes though? Is the kids today. want it and we end up taking care of it? Because yeah, yeah even I'm when
1: they're bad. adults,
0: <laughs> I deal with that same thing in my house, man. So, anyways. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, okay. a, as usual, we're we're gonna talk about some spirituality here and, and some just life topics. I think okay. now this is something that okay. I don't know, man. I, I've heard a lot. Like I don't know, I don't know how much you've heard about it or things okay. in reference to it. Maybe not labeled this specific thing, but I I don't know, man. I struggle with this one, man. Uh, um, I'm a, because I don't know if I really encounter it much. But then if I really well, think hard, curious. I kind of, I do kind of encounter it, but not really, not as much as I okay. hear from others. So uh, it's called imposter syndrome, right? I think there's wow. a multitude of ways to describe it, um, but we're going to stick with imposter syndrome just for this show, I guess. Um, okay. So essentially, if, if you're not aware of what that is, imposter syndrome kind of in a nutshell is, is this idea that you're receiving rewards or accolades or acknowledgement not because of your skill set other words you don't deserve it you're getting it because you're just kind of lucky and it's happening and at any given moment those same people are going to realize that you're a fraud and you don't necessarily deserve all those things um i don't know man i struggle with this one like my problem was always because you're an
1: imposter (laughs)
0: right my problem was always kind of feeling maybe a little too cocky when i was younger right i was i was very confident okay like i said i was that kid in school had the 4.0 um i had a lot of i did have a lot of luck but like for me first of all i appreciated the luck but i also took those situations that i was lucky to get and i ran with them and i used them for all i could and so i didn't look at luck as like a bad thing right i didn't look at it was either or I didn't look at it as either you're lucky or you're good. I figured I was good and I was lucky. Um, and so I didn't struggle too much with those. However, in doing you know the copious amounts of research we do for these shows, I did come across uh, <laughs> a graphic that I did think was interesting. It kind of started to change my mind a little bit. So <clears throat> apparently there's different.
1: The
0: I don't know if I can pull it up or not, um, oh. but there are different kinds of imposters. It's not a good quality one. I just I found it briefly and I stole it from some other website. So, um, okay. but I didn't know, I didn't know this until I found it, and it was different types of imposter syndrome. Right, there are one, two, three, five, five different types. I'm gonna read them briefly just so we can kind of kick this thing off. Uh, okay. First one is superhero, and it says overwork themselves to make up for how inadequate they feel. So. Basically, I don't feel like I'm unworthy, so I'm going to just work as hard as I can to kind of cover up any deficiencies I might have. The next one is natural okay. genius. Set exceedingly exceedingly high goals. Feels crushed when they don't meet them. I absolutely am guilty of that. Uh, the next one is expert. Okay. Never satisfied with their level of understanding. Always trying to learn more. I definitely feel I'm guilty of that at times. Uh, perfectionist. Okay. Never completely happy with their work. Uh, fixated on flaws instead of strengths i might have been guilty of that at some point for sure um, and then soloist prefer to work alone won't ask for help for fear of appearing weak or incompetent that one i haven't really struggled much with personally
1: um and these are all examples of imposter syndrome These sound like yeah. basic personality types of, <laughs> of exactly. workers
0: it, well that's what i was thinking in my head i was like well wait a minute man like my initial definition when I looked up Road what the actual up. verbiage is of imposter, um, I, you know, I didn't necessarily relate right away, but then when I dug deeper into it and found out that those are different, you know, types of it, I was like, Well, wait a minute, you know, like I, I relate to a lot of those, um, yeah, I did. but I, you, you know, I'm full bullshit, it, <laughs> yeah, it feels like it, it feels like if you have some of those, it's one thing, but if it's overpowering you, right. that's another thing. And so I'm going to lean into the idea that imposter syndrome is when those things are, are such a burden to you that they're stressing you out and causing anxiety and things of that nature. I'm going to say yeah. that that's probably what it is. other words, you know, something normal that we all kind of have bits of, but to a level where it doesn't feel normal anymore. Right. Um, right. Is that is that your assessment as well? Are we even on that one?
1: We're, we're even in your assessment, not necessarily their yeah. assessment, Look, the, the way I've always discussed it. And the way I always help people process through imposter syndrome and counseling is, is, you know, they have a, a lower value of themselves. There's a level of insecurity based, maybe based on some of those traits, you know, and, and maybe right. that's where their insecurity came from, whether, you know, they had one of these other uh, personality traits or uh, thought processes. So uh, in, in treatment of this, it's typically because uh, they have an impending sense of doom that it's all going to come crumbling down. Right. Uh, that they're going to be found out. They're going to the, the people are going to realize that maybe they're not as smart as is they're they're being told they are, or not as worthy as they're being told that they are, um, or they they're not deserving of the fees or the the pay or the accolades they're getting, and then it uh, further damages their their self esteem. Uh, instead of improving yeah. their self-esteem through these acc- accolades or through these achievements, it's actually hurting their self-esteem because, again, they don't feel as valued. Now, those things that you mentioned to me are more like coping mechanisms because of the imposter syndrome. That's, that's what it sounds like. It, it sounds like that's right. ways that they cope out of the imposter syndrome, whether they work extra hard or, or whether they – uh, uh you know, uh, try to relay, rely on their intelligence or try to rely on their expertise or their time put in these seem like ways of trying to work through it and out of it. But realistically, the only real way to work through an imposter syndrome is to, to truly know the value that you do have, feel comfortable in that space. And if somebody wants to overpay you or over accolade you, that's on them. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if they, if they put you on a pedestal, that's not your doing, You know, you first of all, you can't put yourself on a pedestal. You may think you can and you may think someone else is doing that to themselves, but they're not. The only reason someone's on a pedestal is because someone placed them there. Nobody has the power to place themselves on a pedestal. Uh, They only have the power to manipulate you and convince you that they should be on that pedestal. But that's still on you. Right. So if you're out there, and people have put you on a pedestal um, and, and put you at a higher place of purpose than you feel like you deserve. Uh, that's on them, and and maybe you belong there for them. Uh, maybe they get something out of you that you didn't know that you actually had. Um, I didn't necessarily ever really feel uh, imposter syndrome, other than the fact that when I first got involved in this business, um, you know, we're talking in the early '90s, where people started viewing me as an expert real early on, and it's just because the way I was phrasing what I was talking about, a lot of people. Right in this industry of, you know, first of all, for those of you that don't know, I'm in the substance use disorder and treatment industry since what, 1991. And when I first got in and not only did I not have the education level, but I didn't have the experience, but what it was is I had the ability to kind of take a, an ideology or a thought process and just word it differently. I'm a, very, I'm a street kind of guy. So I worded it in my street knowledge way. And when I did that, um, you know, pretty quickly, uh, the physicians that I was working around started saying that clients liked me and they they related to me really well and they started questioning how is it that that I knew this information why is it that clients are relating to you and so I started thinking oh oh they're gonna realize that my imposter syndrome was that, I was truly really one of the, one of them, you know what I mean? I really had these problems <laughs> right. myself, which is how I knew this stuff because school didn't really teach me. Jack, sorry, UCF, even though my daughter just graduated UCF this weekend, UCF, you didn't really teach me much about this. I mean, you taught me some rules and regs, basically. You made it taught me some historical knowledge of where counseling or therapy came from, but you did not prepare me for the world of helping and treating a Others That came through actually working and helping and treating others. Uh, clients taught me a lot more of how to help clients. Um, if you're aware enough um, and the street taught me a lot more about the disease of addiction and, and the problems and the complications that go with substance abuse, they go with, with uh, behavioral issues that go with mental health issues and all college did is put a name on it. I mean, that's what colleges were good for. That's what universities right. were good for. They were used to, they, were, they were good at putting a name or an identification
0: and charging you for a it.
1: problem and <laughs> charging me a lot of money for it. well not me my mother yeah. paid for my college thank you very much mom uh but uh they were good at identifying these problems but not not necessarily uh treating it it didn't seem like anyone it, everything was called a theory by the way uh everything in psychology was a theory <laughs> yeah and so it still like, oh, is it's a theory then then what's true it still is so what's the truth here uh but uh but that's my understanding of imposter treatment of imposterism is helping people be okay with uh, the placement of who you are on other people. And not just the good, but the bad as well. So if somebody says you suck and, you know, you know, if enough people say it, then maybe you do suck. But yeah. um, if it's, you know, somebody that you really wanted to embrace you or to appreciate you and they don't, well, you can't really change that person. I mean, sometimes you're around somebody who likes to poo poo on everything. And, and, and if that's them, that's on them. Um, so on the other side of the cone of Coin of imposter syndrome is uh you never can please them syndrome,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the, you well, have that's the whole point who just of the, um. Well, that's the whole point is it's never personal, right? Like that's the whole idea behind it's never personal. It might feel personal. It can be. it's just more about where yeah. they're at. But and
1: the only reason I say well, it can be is because I've disliked people based on a personal thing, not based on anything other than personal. You know, have you ever um, disliked somebody for personal reasons?
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, but from a I philosophical or from a spiritual standpoint, even the act of not liking that particular thing and, or, or having a disagreement with the way they look at something and then causing that to no longer like them, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the way you deal with not liking a, a, a personality characteristic, you know, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily wrong for having that characteristic. They're where they're supposed to be at in their journey. And for us to dislike them for that, it says more about where we're at on our journey and less about them. That's kind of what I mean by nothing sure. personal. Oh. I mean, we take things personal for sure, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's personal. Um, so well, I'm I, glad that some people I'm, sometimes
1: take it personal because I meant it 100% personal to you. <laughs> if I did it to you personally, sure. I meant it 100%. Now, I may apologize <laughs> later because apparently, according to Trinity, I've advanced in my journey and my path, and therefore I'm a lot sure. more loving. But when I did tell you what I told you, I 100% meant it.
0: <laughs> sure, well, that doesn't mean you don't mean what you said. It just means that where you were at right. on your journey, that was what you you know thought was the right, right thing to say. I guess. I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of can relate a little bit to what you were saying. Um, and you'll probably remember this conversation. This was God, I don't even remember how many years ago it was now. Um, so I was a fitness fitness guy. That's all I did. And then, but for me personally, growing up in a Christian home. And then having a a point inevitably in my life where that no longer kind of answered my questions for me. It was no longer doing it. So then atheism is just kind of where I fell into. Right. And atheism isn't a belief. It's the lack thereof. Right. I just don't have faith in something. I need to see it. Um, And that's where I sat for years. And and the problem with my atheist is it almost turned into like an anti-theist in the sense of I wasn't just atheist. I was actually anti-religion. I had a really a tough time accepting people who are religious. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I I stumbled across, you know, a moment in my life where I was teachable and I looked around, I was like, yo, this sucks. (laughs) Like, there's gotta be something out there. And it was my tattoo artist that turned me on to Buddhism. And so I don't know. I just intellectually really, it it, it spoke to me and I started applying it and it kind of changed everything for me in in a huge life altering kind of way. And that's where I left it. Like, that was just my thing. That was my journey. That's what I did. And so I started doing the fitness stuff uh, with you at the treatment facilities, <laughs> and I was doing well at it. I mean, that's what that was my knack. That was what my at the time my calling was. Um, I was helping people do things, and then you came to me. <laughs> you came to me one day. <laughs> it was like a phone call, I think. It's either a phone or a text. And you're like, "Hey, yeah, I want you to start uh, teaching spirituality at the center." I was like, "Wait, what? What? Like, I'm not a, I'm not that dude. Like, it never. That was just never part of my walk. I was no. And then you are like, "Yeah, you are." You you do it all the time even in the Buddhism. I was like, Yeah, but that's for me. Like, I don't really teach it. And he's like, Yeah, it's the same thing. You just talk about your journey and what you did. And so I guess I, by the letter of the law, I could call that imposter syndrome in the sense of I didn't view myself as a spiritual teacher, but I didn't let that hold me back. I was like, okay, well, you know, let me give it a shot. And right. See what happens with fully fully knowing that at any given moment I can make look, dude, I'm just this isn't working, you know. Um, and then I started doing it and I realized I did have a knack for it. Um, I did connect right. with a lot of people, and and for the same reasons was I wasn't this dude who was spiritual my entire life and was like honed into this. No, I was like a rebel, I was a problem child, I was into a lot of things I shouldn't have. And then I learned that hey, there's a better way. And, I, and, and that's where I come from when I talk to people. And I think that's why for a lot of people it's, it's relatable for that very same reason. Mm-hmm. Having said that, um, I also would never present myself as like a full-fledged monk or something either, right? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people out there who can tell you all the ins and outs when it comes to any spirituality, but more specifically as it pertains to me. There's a lot of people who've read like the Pali Canon or parts of it who can spout out like the Sangha and you know all these, you know very very um uh I don't, the, the the jargon of the Buddhist philosophy yeah. right all yeah. the terminology what I call <laughs> this
1: psychobabble babble in my business
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah um and I don't I don't personally have an interest in that I'm not that guy so I don't consider it imposter syndrome I just say look man I'm a very niche I I, I turn it into like just real world talk. I try to turn huh. all this high flute and stuff into just two guys hanging out or two people hanging out discussing how to, you know, be happier in life. And so if you're looking and for, you could do that, yeah, if you're looking for the guy who can sit here and quote Pauly Kanan, well, I'm, I'm not that dude, you know, I can point you in the direction of some people who are very well, at, very good at that. Um, but I also think I could do something that a lot of those people couldn't do is I could break it down into real street kind of like, you know, mentality. Um, and so I think mm-hmm. that part of, addressing or dealing with imposter scenarios is understanding what lane you you you're, you're in you know don't right. compare your lane to somebody else's lane because uh, right. they can't do your lane any more than you can do theirs and so if you start to compare you're always going to find somebody better at whatever it is you think you should be good at no matter what it is and right. that's of course maybe you're michael jordan i don't know but because i think he's the greatest by the way um so yeah right. i think that comparison is, is dangerous and i think that's what you know that's not a um, it's not a helpful thing you know it's not going to help you in your journey at all if you're dealing with those things right. but i think in that sense i did originally taste a little bit of imposter but i was like man, eh, well, i'll roll with it and see what right. happens
1: so yeah i can see that but see but see I that was that's the, birth you of the had to, guy by
0: the way <laughs> that
1: was you that's had she, to yeah. realize and come very quickly that this older gentleman me saw something in you that you weren't yet seeing in yourself. Right. It's no different than someone out there that may be currently going through imposter syndrome. Somebody saw something in you that was potential. Um you were already when we would get in personal conversations, you would already say things to me within our conversations and relate it back to your spiritual beliefs that I felt were good enough to sit in a room of people that were on a path of self-discovery. And I thought it could be useful. And your ability to say that I'm not an expert, but this is just what I do and how I think, that's what made it perfect. What made it perfect is you didn't come off as, hey, I'm better than you. I know more than you. I'm more educated than you. You didn't have that vibe and energy, which is – I always found that attractive in people that I've hired for, whether it be – you know, an outpatient facility I had or a residential facility I had. Um, I'm drawn to those kind of individuals that, that just do their deal, man. And you know what I mean? If, if, if you like what we got to say, you like it, if you don't, I get it. It's no big deal. Um, you know, go, go try your path at the end of the day, you know, where I'm at, you know, I'm always uh-huh. on this path. So if, if you need it, want it, uh, or should appreciate, you know, want to appreciate it and, and want to benefit from this relationship, you know where we're at. And so you presented that. And so I thought you would be valuable. And then that parlayed into you then going at, you know, the juvenile justice program contract that I had uh, to go speak to the <laughs> younger, younger generation, because again, yeah. you didn't come from a point of, I know it all. I'm better than you. I'm an authority figure. And therefore I knew that those younger kids were going to benefit from you just being you. Uh, and they did. And they enjoyed you and they liked you. And I remember one time they even gave you a standing ovation and I know how much that meant, <laughs> which
0: to you. blew my uh, mind. and, and
1: Right, right. Because these kids didn't want what we had to offer. So you can't (laughs) come at them, you know, thinking you're offering them anything other than, you know, you're just, you know, having a conversation with them about a very, uh, something they didn't want to talk about, which is their behavior, their use, and how to move forward in their life. And, uh, you know, look, Trinity I told you that the way I got here is I just wanted everybody to shut up. I mean the way I got to self discovery <laughs> in my own self is I just really wanted yeah. the world to shut up. I didn't yeah. want to hear anyone else's opinions. I was tired of hearing everybody tell me that I had to shut up, sit down, not talk. That's why our show Dope and Dharma starts off with shut up, sit down because Trinity found it one day and what he didn't know is that was my big that was that was what I was told all my life. Shut up, sit down. So <laughs> I threw away the 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 Couch Lives intro for shut up and sit down because that, that that fit you right. know I, mean? I had yeah. that other intro for what 23 years yeah you know so we, we've incorporated as dope and dharma because you've turned into the dharma guy that i saw within you before you saw <laughs> it within your own self trinity so yeah i could see that you had imposter syndrome initially uh but hopefully now you view yourself as uh the person I view you as, which is someone that, that when we talk about a variety of issues, you feel competent enough to talk about those things from your perspective. You're not saying you're the best at that or, or the only (laughs) perspective, but it's your perspective and that's all you can, that's all you can be asked to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that was the thing was in the very, very beginning when you first mentioned it to me, (laughs) Marissa said, nobody can tell her to sit down for those of you who don't know about Marissa. (laughs) It's because she's in a wheelchair. So, um, yeah, I think for me, like I said, that was the comparison, you know. When I was trying to compare myself to, like these, you know, like the Dalai Lamas of the world, like these, these really high, you know, quote unquote yeah. prestigious positions. Well, no, right. I, I don't compare to that dude. But right. I wasn't trying to be him, and nor were, were right. you or anybody else asking me to be him. Right. And I think that that's right. where the imposter start to come in. You know, in and-, and we'll go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say no different in my field where, you know, I, I had reached some level of education, but I didn't continue on. I didn't go get that doctoral level, you know, and stuff like that. So that always, you know, uh, I always thought that's what you had to go get, right? You had to get the master's, right. you had to get the yeah. doctorate, you had to become the real doctor. But, but you know, I because I come into the world of substance use disorders... And- Like I said, a street dude, you know, I was the dope man. So it made sense to go from the dope man to the dope doctor uh, because I had street knowledge and that street knowledge really helped people understand that you can continue going where you're going and you can keep paying the dope man, but the dope man don't give a damn about you. And you know that, but you know, pretty soon you start acting like you don't give a damn about you. And if you don't, if you're acting like you don't give a damn about you, then what do you care what people think about you? you know, so, so what your parents think that then, so what th- th- your boss thinks that, so, so what you're saying, if you don't care about you, but you care what we think about you, oh, brother, you got to think about that, so we, so we had basic conversations, and then was able to use uh, the stuff that was in place, or the strategies that were out there, and in place to get better, or to process the information, then I hand you off to those kinds of professionals, that can, they can further develop you, or further process that information, so I don't need to have all of the answers, all I need to all i need to help you get is that your way is not working and maybe you could be open to, to looking for another way and so the street uh, the dope doctor became what he became why because i was on regular radio just as a regular doc, and then doing you know uh, counseling and stuff on the side i thought the side i didn't know that was going to be my main gig i thought i was going to be an entertainer for the rest of my life until orange county approached me and says we want couch live you know we want you in the couch live as a show and can you just do that and so it was all right yeah. i'll do that but really don't want to just be talking about recovery <laughs> yeah. you know because i'm not going to stay gonna go back to getting high i was going to go back to party and i did right. no idea that this life was going to be so joyous and so full so overwhelming overwhelmingly i guess nutritious uh you know and Fulfilling. it just was it gave me so many nutrients yeah it just gave sure. me all these nutrients within me that was starving that I didn't know was starving. It fed my soul. It fed, it fed my brain. It felt my heart. It, it fed everything about me. Then I just did not know that I was starving. I really thought I was filled. You know how when people come to you, uh, like it, when you talk about faith or you talk about religion and they go, well, um, you're lost, you know, you're not found, right? Like, you know, right. or, uh, or right. you're certain. And I'm, going, I'm not looking, I'm not certain. I'm not lost. I know exactly where I'm at. <laughs> Well, it's because sometimes they see something in you that appears a lot because by your behavior, by your actions or by your words, you appear to be searching and and maybe you're not even admitting that you're searching. I guess I was searching and I didn't know.
0: Yeah. Um, And I have a couple comments, but first I want to, Marissa also put another comment. Let me put it there for everybody. Uh, She says, I have imposter syndrome sometimes just because I'm not where I want to be in terms of all my goals for myself. So I feel like I, I can't fully show the potential to people with disabilities unless I've reached it myself. Um and, and like okay, I think that goes I, can back address to what we that? Can yeah, i are saying. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: yeah. It, it, do you want to address it first? Or, I mean because I no, do want to address that, but I don't know if you want yeah, to address go for it, first. it. Okay. I, I do want to address that, Marissa. Marissa, you don't have to. You don't have to. That's that that's where you'll go wrong. That's where you'll start coming off as not genuine or or disingenuous. Just 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 live by example. The best, the best leaders, just lead by example. You don't tell me you're a leader. Or you don't have to have these degrees behind your name and these letters behind your name. Just lead by example. I'm going to choose whether to follow you or, or buy into what you got, uh, but that's my choice. The moment you think you can make my choice for me by putting letters behind your name or speaking a certain way or having certain degrees, then that's where the barriers are in place. Now, there are people out there that require that. I get you, but maybe that's not your audience. And don't worry about that being your audience. There's plenty of people out there with, with much more knowledge, if you want to put it that way, that they can follow the people that will follow you are going to follow you based on your genuineness and just your ability to say, you know, some things I just don't know. It's okay to say, I don't know.
0: Yeah. um, I, I, I concur a hundred percent on that one. Um, So instead of just repeating everything that you said, I'll give, I'll give an example, right? uh (laughs) as much as i would like to take credit for it it's not mine i don't remember where i heard it but i heard it um have you ever seen videos or pictures of the beach when all the sea turtles are trying to go and there's like hundreds of them thousands of them and somewhere you know somebody one time saw somebody taking a couple of them and putting them in the water and the person says dude what are you doing man like you can't help all there's so many of them you'll never get to them you won't even make a difference and he'll pick up one and says to this one i'm making a difference and that's, you know, that's a grandiose way of putting it, but you're not trying to be everything to everybody. Yeah. If there's even one person that you're yeah. a little bit further on in the road or you say it in a different way yeah. or whatever it might be, and you help them, that's what, that's what it's all about. That's what it's for. You know, you're not trying to save everybody. You're not trying to be everything to everybody. And that's where the, the comparing thing comes into play. You can't compare yourself with where you're at versus somebody who's, you know, accomplished whatever else that you think you should be. It doesn't matter. That's, that's where they're at on their journey. That's not where you're at on your journey. And, and I think that that was mm-hmm. a problem with a lot of people trying to, uh, you know, have imposter syndrome essentially is, is they're not looking at where they're at. They're looking at where they think they should be. And that's the problem is other people aren't judging you where you should be. They're just thankful that you're where you're at right. and you're able to help them and talk to them. Right. And I think that, that that's kind of the point, right? I mean, that's part of the whole imposter thing is I, I think we go back to comparison and comparison's a real problem um but the other thing i've noticed and in in reading about this it seems like a lot of creative people suffer from this and i would i I assume that's because creativity is very subjective for a lot of people but i could not help but to think of my my wife right and i can say this because she's not she's never gonna watch this so uh my wife and you you can attest this because you've seen it she's probably the most creative person i've ever seen in my life the things that this woman can do with arts crafts paint whatever it might be at ease like not even thinking about it she could just bust it out um she has an eye for it she has a talent she has a knack for it she's just naturally good at it she questions it all the time like she Mm. never thinks that it's good she never thinks that it's worthwhile oh really she always she always thinks Mm. that it's imperfect and there's something else need to be done um and no matter how many accolades that she gets right when she goes to her job she gets them both personally and professionally right so professionally she's an optometry assistant or i don't know the exact title but uh there's moments where she's in charge of like taking pictures of people's eyeballs um and there's certain i don't know, there's a skill set to it apparently to where you know you really got to be able to see it to get it right and she's actually taking pictures that have been sent and forwarded to uh like classes where they're using it to teach like it's done it happened at least two or three times that that's happened and every time she comes home and tells me and she's so shocked she's so like i can't i'm like but why like how many times does this have to happen before you realize like you're just really good at it and then um personally (laughs) everybody at work has asked her at one point or another to do something for them to make like she does these things called diaper cakes which i've never heard of prior to her apparently it's just i don't know a bunch of diapers put i don't know and i'm not even going to try to explain it um but apparently they're they're not easy to do and if you do them you, you know they're not easy to make look amazing um, she's drawn pictures. She's done, I don't know, countless things that people at work have asked her to do and they paid her for. Um, and yet still to this day, no matter how many times people line up, she still looks at it as, uh, you know, I don't know, it's okay. Like, but it's not. And, I, and I, so I think she probably would, would consider herself uh, uh, suffering from imposter syndrome. I know I would. Um, and, and from a, as a loved one's perspective, it sucks for me to watch because it breaks my heart. to think that she doesn't realize how great she is. You know, I think there's a fine line between being, you know, having humility versus just really not understanding what kind of gift you have. Right. And I think from right. her perspective, um, because she is so creative, she's constantly looking at the flaws, not looking at the bigger picture because she's comparing she's comparing right. what she thinks it should be or what she sees others do. And she's not seeing the definition of her own work. And I think, it, right. you know, it sucks to see. But I, I think that's a classic example. Right.
1: Right. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really great example. Actually, it's very different um, than than we were going with it because we were going more in the in the in the line, or at least we went into detail in relation to the self esteem ones that maybe know that they've done some poor behavior in the past, therefore they don't deserve it, uh, or they've done some things privately, so they know they don't deserve it. In her case, it's just that comparison. Like you said, it's a comparison towards other people's work and and how they view in and look at that other work compared to themselves are very self-critical and self-criticism is, 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 everybody can relate to that. I think, I think most people at yeah. least can relate to self-criticism. I mean, you see what you did. In other words, like if you uh, painted something, you see the flaws in that painting, but other people they they don't see that flaw. Um, now, right. once you point it out to me, I can't help, but see it every time I look at it. Like, once <laughs> you point it out to me, like you should never point out to me a flaw because then I see it every single time. And in many times, I'm okay with flaws. I like the imperfections and things. Actually, that's why I like saltio tile. You know what saltio tile is, right? I, you know that, I do that what we call Mexican tile. Okay, so it's that reddish brown, yellowish tile that people have sometimes. You see it at Mexican restaurants. You see it in different outdoor patios or patios. You know, it's a, it's that imperfect tile. Uh, it's imperfectly okay. shaped. Sometimes it sometimes even has like uh, animal footprints in it. It's 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 imperfectly covered. It never has the same color twice. You know, uh, I I right. like that. It's what makes it unique. It what makes it cool. But I also like antiques um, instead of newer things. I like older things. I like things that have a story attached to it. I like things that have yeah. a, a wear and tear attached to it. And maybe that says something about who I am and what kind of people I like. I like the imperfect people. I like your flaws. I like your oddities. I like your yeah. your your wear and tear. I think that's what makes you unique to you. I think we can all be brand new babies, but babies don't interest me. I got to be honest with you. Babies just don't interest me. They all, to me, they all look the same, <laughs> ugly. Uh, <laughs> you know, they. they I, I'm sorry. They just look like little rats. They look like they the views require and a, too much care that I don't want to give. They, <laughs> right. They poop and pee and all that. Now, I can see the cuteness. Like when you say it's cute, yeah, it's cute and it's lovely and all that stuff, but as far as like... You know, I, you know, I just I'm not a baby person, you know, uh, but I'm not saying I don't like your baby. It's just I don't want to take your baby home. Um, but now once your baby becomes like a toddler, starts running around, having a little bit of personality and attitude and saying really funny things. Oh, I am so interested in your kid now. I think it's really cool. I love <laughs> seeing the little personality come out. I love seeing, hearing the little thing. Kids say the darndest things kind of thing. I love that. Right. And so sure. I think as adults, we are just that's who we are. We're saying the darndest things, even in adulthood. Um, it's just not as cute to a lot of people, you know, because you're not really supposed to say that now you're supposed to know better and all that other stuff. But to someone like me, I like to appreciate that you're not perfect, but you have something to offer. And I want to go back to something that it looks like Marissa posted a little early on. So I want to address this comment right here. Um, and it's that I've heard a few times in courses I've taken, you can help someone as long as you're just a few steps ahead, which helped a lot to hear is what Marissa said on Facebook live. Well, I want to address that. I also think that I've learned a lot. And, and, and so tell me if you can relate to this journey. I've learned a lot from people who, who may not have been ahead, who have may have yeah. actually had a few steps back than where I thought I was on my path. And the reason being is they taught me that should I not continue to grow or, or if I should regress back to some of my old ways of thinking or behavior patterns, that that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be right back there. So I find the newcomer equally as inspiring as the old wise one. Um, everyone to me can be inspiring. It's just that, that maybe you pull something a little bit differently, uh, from that. Not that I feel better than, but just that I know that that way of thinking is not where I want to be. Therefore, it may, may inspire me to move forward as a wise person is somewhere where i do want to be and if i keep working towards it maybe i'll get there but it allows me to be present in the moment of where i am in my growth i may not be all the way there and i may not be all the way back i'm somewhere in the middle and most of us are most of us are somewhere in the middle now trinity and i joke a lot that somewhere around there is the person that is the worst and is the least <laughs> successful and is the least of everything but hopefully we're not that person and we know that person yeah person doesn't have internet or wi-fi so that person will never hear or see our programs because remember right. they're the worst of the worst so they'll never they'll never experience it but you're not it typically
0: yeah I, I gotta i mean to me the the most classic example of that is my kids i'm supposed to be the authority and leading them and, and teaching them and everything else i think i've right. learned more from them than they've learned from me just watching right. them interact and watching them grow and watch them learn has taught me so much more than i think i've ever taught them mm-hmm. um and that's the thing in life, man, is we're going to learn from people who are both further along the path than we are and not as far. Like we're going to learn both because right. oftentimes in the ones who aren't as far right. down the path, that's where we get to see some of our own insecurities or see some of our own shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marissa just added yeah. another comment that says, uh, a lot of people with disabilities who complain and hate on others really inspire me not to be like that and to be grateful for the life I have. And that's an example of mm. somebody who might not be as far along the path as you, but you learn something from them. Um, right. But I do, you know, right. off the top right. of my head, I could think of a few more people
1: or on a different path or on a different path instead yeah. of not yeah. far along the same path. You know, can I say it right. just like maybe a different path? And that's their, that's their deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just, I was just going to say that I, I, I have other people in my life, you know, I'm not going to mention any names at the moment, obviously, because I think some of them might actually be watching, but um there are a lot of people who do look at the, once again, it's the comparing, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. And so the, they're comparing where they think they should be or their own accolades versus other people's accolades. And, and maybe they deserve it. Maybe they don't kind of a thing. Um, so I think we collectively as, as a, as a person, um, we would do well to just to really take an objective look sometimes at how much we have accomplished. Right like if you're alive and you're sitting i hate to go all the way back down to the nitty-gritty but it you know you've said before in a joking way um, but it is true if you're alive and you're listening to this today congratulations you know i mean you've been successful you've made it through life you know life is hard there's a lot of things out right. there that want to kill you um and that's taking it down to the most basic baseline thing but we all have things that we've accomplished right like don't get so caught up comparing your shortcomings to other people's that you forget where you've come. Mm -hmm. We've all accomplished things. Have we all won like the Nobel prize? Have we all become the president of, you know, our, I I was going to say United States, but I know other people who listen to this aren't from the United States, but um, you know, are you the, I don't know, the valedictorian? Are you, are you whatever this top tier is? Maybe not, but that doesn't mean you haven't accomplished anything. That doesn't mean you haven't created the ripple in your own world. That's, that's, you've achieved something that has, has inspired somebody else or improved your life or improved the yeah. quality of life of others around you. And so I think that that's the thing is we get so focused sometimes on, on what we're not, that we forget what we are, you know, like we've done a lot, each and every single one of us. I don't know everybody individually, obviously, but I guarantee you there's, there's things in your life that you'd be proud of if we really started to kind of take a deep dive and I think that we should spend more time focusing on on the things that we're proud of and, and build on that as opposed to sitting around being upset or, or self-conscious about the things that we're not. Does that make sense?
1: Oh yeah. Everything. I, I feel like if you are listening to this or watching this, you are a tremendous success because just like Trinity said, there, there's so many things out there that can incarcerate or kill you. Uh, there's a million things out there that can incarcerate and kill you and so many People don't even get out of the youth stage of life. They just don't even get out of childhood, they, or they, or put it this way: you are already the strongest, fastest swimmer. You made it to the egg,
0: exactly, and you made
1: it, and you, and you became a human being. First of all, that accomplishment was probably your largest accomplishment. We cannot be. There, I will never be in the type of competitive uh, deal that I was at that stage of life. Now you may not call it <laughs> life, but you know, say that to me when I was swimming. I was, I made it to life. Uh and then throughout the life of, of not jumping off too high of a structure, even though I've jumped off of structures or not aimed weapons directly at my head and pulled the trigger, even though I've aimed them in other places. Um, even though uh uh, there's a lot of sharp objects around and and I may have gotten cuts but never stabbed to death. Uh, there's a lot of electricity. Uh, I've always been around electricity, so maybe most of you have and yet I'm still alive to this day even though I put my finger in a in a strobe light one time and knocked myself out. Um, there's a lot of things that can incarcerate and kill you and yet you're not either incarcerated or dead and those that you're incarcerated, at least you're not dead because if you're incarcerated, then you have done things to kill you and yet you're still alive. So The point is is that we love to focus on all, you know, the, the one or two negative actions in our life that everybody points out, right? There's people out there that unfortunately live their entire life identified by some of their negative decisions, rather than the millions of good decisions that you made in a day. You know, all the streets that you've crossed, you didn't get hit by a car, all, all the crosswalks that you've done. and And you don't focus on all those good decisions, but you've made them. You made them. You would not, be alive today if you didn't make them. And so we have to focus on that stuff because we have to be inspired by ourselves more than anyone else. I know that other people inspire you, but apparently you're comparing yourself to those other people. So they're not, you're not even allowing that to inspire you. You're comparing yourself to their success or their good looks or whatever it is about them that you're comparing yourself to. And then therefore you're feeling bad about yourself because you're constantly comparing yourself to people that you're not measuring up to in your opinion, instead of looking at all the people on the other side. Um, you know we can't all be michael jordan like we mentioned michael jordan once in this broadcast so let's mention him again we can't all be michael jordan so if you're comparing yourself to be a good basketball player based on michael jordan no now you suck you know but (laughs) if you're comparing yourself your basketball skills to me you're you're phenomenal you're awesome so this is how we must live our life we must live our life based on our own personal victories not the victories of others unless you're using the victories of others to inspire you but again you, my friend, are the most inspirational person to you. And, and I'll end it with this. My biggest hero in my life, I know it's not cool to say it maybe, but you know, I've had lots of heroes and I've had a lot of mentors. But my biggest mentor and hero is me at 19 years old because I know what I did at 19 years old to give me the beautiful life that I have now. I thank my 19-year-old self forever. That is the person I look most up to. That is the person I praise most for my for my successes is 19-year-old me. That person was so messed up and so psychologically hurt and feeling so broken and wounded. and But that person made certain decisions that were pinnacle and that were very instrumental in where I am today. So uh, could I ever go back to that 19-year-old self and say, man, you just don't know how inspirational you were and how great you were. No, that person will never get it. I can't do it. But I can look at the 19-year-old self within me instead of identifying as that loser 19-year-old self that I felt like. no, I can go into my own psyche and say, thank you very much for what you are. You are a value. And I've made everything that you did a tremendous amount of value. Thank you. Uh, And that's the best I can do.
0: Yeah. And while you were talking, um, Gabriella put a comment on, uh, was it Facebook? She said, I'm going to put it up on the screen here. She says, "Uh, I I feel this way, um, even with parenting. I'm so hard on myself for not doing it the way I think I should. And I have an amazing kid It sometimes just kills me, kills my spirit, that I don't rejoice in my success. Let me tell you, man, I don't think there's a good parent alive that has not at some point stopped and questioned, you know, am I doing good enough? Um, Could I be doing better or whatever? And what I'll say to that is, is welcome to the club. (laughs) We all think that way. The fact that you think that way tells me you're a good parent because a not good parent doesn't care about, what harm they may or may not be doing to their kids. Um, Are you perfect? I don't know you, but I'm gonna tell you right now. No, you're not. You know, if am I perfect? Nope. Is Louis perfect? Nope. You know, we're all doing the best we can. You know, we learn from our mistakes when we see things out there that we think are beneficial. We do our best to come home and apply them. Are they always going to look exactly the way that the other persons did? Of course not. I'm not them. Yeah. I don't have their kids. I don't have their background. I don't have their their situation, their status. I don't have any of that. So, I'm going to I'm going to take what I what I liked and I'm going to make it my own. I'm going to adapt it to my lifestyle and my kids' lifestyle and make it work. And at the end of the day, I'm going to do the best I can. And I've never claimed to be perfect. And so therefore I'm not going to disappoint anybody when they find out that I'm not. You know, I'm going to do the best I can. Damn I'm going to give my kids the love, dignity and respect. I make sure that when I do talk to my kids, be it you know, accolades or or even discipline for that matter, I always try to come from a place of love. I don't come from from a place of of power. I don't come from a place of of anger or whatever. I try to come from love. Now that does does it always translate the way I'd want it to? Absolutely not. But I know deep down in my heart, I'm coming from a place of love, and that helps me sleep at night. Do I think I'm the best parent? Nope, <laughs> absolutely not. but I' right. that's also why I've surrounded myself with people who I think are good parents. so, Uh, you know i can learn from them i can also uh uh, have that my current things reiterated through them um you know so i surround myself with people who who i think are on that path and do i compare no but i learn and i share what i've learned um so so uh gabrielle uh, welcome to the club girl (laughs) we all feel that way um the other thing i will say that i think needs to be said in this whole Mm -hmm. discussion here so in in part of the uh the eightfold path right uh, the third one, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've had to teach those, but uh, it's right speech. And, and, and okay. the funny part with right speech is I say everything, or I don't say it, but I repeat it. Everything that's communicated needs to be truthful and useful. And what that means is truthful, you know, pay special attention that it's not just your truth, right? Truth is 360, it, you know, so it's got to be truthful and there's no, or it's and useful. Meaning, like back when I was doing the fitness stuff, if I had a client who did the worst burpee I've ever seen in my entire life, it might be truthful. Is it useful to tell that person, hey, that's the worst burpee I've ever seen? Uh, probably not. You know, it's, it's not going to motivate them. It's not going to make them feel good about anything. So, therefore, you don't say it. And I, for the most part, people comprehend this and they don't really struggle too much with it, right? It will. They, they sometimes struggle with with applying it. They don't struggle very much in understanding it. The one part, though, the X factor that always messes people up that causes me to give homework is they don't realize that it applies to you, right? Not just to other people, but talking to yourself. It's got to be truthful. It's got to be useful. And what I mean by that is how many times, and if you're listening to this, feel free to comment. How many times have you motivated yourself by saying things like, oh, I'm so stupid, or oh, I can't believe I got that wrong. I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have done that. Like just completely berating yourself. I've done it, everybody I know has done it. Would you ever say that to a loved one? Right? If like a little those we're talking about children, right? If one of your little kids, like a little 8-year-old <laughs> kid comes to you and says I really messed up, would you really berate them and and yell at them and tell them, yeah, you really are stupid. What's wrong? You would never in a million years because you know inherently it's not useful. It's not going to help them. It's going to make them feel horrible. So then why do we do it to ourselves? So that's the homework I always give everybody and I'm going to give it to you if you're watching this or listening to this. Your homework for this week do not motivate yourself in a way that you would not motivate a loved one stop talking to yourself yeah. in a way that you would never talk to that little kid or whatever it is that looks up to you and and, and cares for you stop talking to yourself like that and see what happens you might be surprised at the uh, the outcome so are, you got to need uh, telling my okay? dad
1: that he, yeah are you telling my dad that he was <laughs> wrong by motivating me by calling me a stupid idiot yeah, but he also idiot. He, he
0: matched that with love too though so I met your father. Your
1: father's an amazing man. So, yeah, but he still calls me a stupid idiot to this day. (laughs) 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 Nah, listen, uh, you know, I I thought that was great stuff which you're giving. You know, on on top of that, uh, whatever. Self talk is important. You know what I mean? And and uh, like you said, we've all done it. We've all we've all said some negative things about ourselves. uh, But it's important to motivate ourselves. How we speak to ourselves is definitely uh, the most important thing in, in this whole deal. Uh, I don't care what you're recovering from or what you're dealing with, Uh, what you say to yourself and how you view yourself is important. It's the corny stuff that works, right? Like I used to, we used to (laughs) joke about that Stuart Smalley stuff, right? That says, I love myself or I'm a good person. How does that go? You're good enough. You're strong
0: enough and doggone it. People like you
1: right right i think that's so hilarious because i mean equally yeah there's people that, that don't like you and then you know and to some people you're not good enough and to some people you're not smart enough but it's like it, it's it's not what you are to them it's what you are to yourself and and here's what i would tell you about the parenting Gabriela is that um you know for yourself the fact that that uh you know, like Trinity says that you're even saying it, that you are even thinking it. that is what makes you a good person. And and, I, and this is what I love to remind people of that when you're a good person and a loving person or a smart person, it's, it's going to come across no matter what you try to be. Uh, it's just like if you're a cool person, you're going to be cool even when you're acting dorky and geeky. Right. Uh, but if you're dorky and geeky, no matter how cool you try to be, look, dude, we all see the, go- the, the geeky dorky. <laughs> so just please stop pretending. Own so it, if man. You- you're a bad person no matter how, yeah, just own it. So if you're a bad person, that's going to come across no matter what, and, and there's nothing you can do uh, to be fake about it. We know that you're a horrible person. And it comes across and, and, but there's very few of those, right? Whereas if you're a good person and you're a loving person, you're going to make your errors and say the wrong things to kids sometimes and behave improperly in front of your kids sometimes, and maybe give them some poor direction sometimes, but because you're such a good kind hearted person, they have felt that their entire life. They have studied you more than anybody else. They have yeah. felt the inside of you in, in such a deeper way. And they- they, they read through the spirit of who you are in such a deeper way that it wasn't your words, and it wasn't uh, so much of what you th- think it was. It was that internal spiritual connection that they have with you th- that has been guiding them a- and propelling them forward. So once you're a good person, you couldn't fake the funk, man. It doesn't matter. They saw the goodness. They felt the goodness, and that's why you have good kids, uh, even through all of our errors, right? That's why we have good kids because there's no way that I was the perfect parent. You know, and and they like to point out some of the comments that I've made. That was probably the wrong comment. <laughs> comments to make i mean i think my zoe i'll expose myself my little zoe loves to tell people that one time i told her i'd love to shoot her in the face uh, yeah i said that it was it was not a good moment it was not a good moment uh oh, I laugh, we laugh about it now but and it was not a forgivable moment she constantly you said you were going to shoot me in the face yeah i did uh because i knew that i wasn't and i knew that i couldn't hit her and and boy did i want to hit her that day i know that i wanted to hit her that day but i had to find another skill set and i had to dig deep in that in that in that toolbox to find another skill. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, I, I told her that. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I That I, I was not it. a good parenting been... moment. And yet I have a good no. kid. <laughs> yeah, I've got plenty of non-skillful parenting moments, but I agree. Right. I, you know, overall right. I think nobody would argue that my kids aren't good kids, man. Um, I I you know, I've never strived for perfection as far as that's concerned. I, I do the best I can, you know. Right. I'm going to make mistakes right. like everybody right. else, but at the end of the day, as long as the end result is uh, is what we all want it to be, we're good, man um right, right, and uh, Gabriella said i needed this homework so you know hopefully uh, it helps you and then marissa said self-talk is a great topic i agree um i don't know we'd have to look yep, into that and see if we that. could expand on it but well here's anyway, here's got- what
1: i'd like to do i'd like i like yeah i do have a final word i'd like to promise that it, on the next couch live that's exactly what we'll do self-talk uh, because that does relate a lot to addiction recovery and and i think we can talk about it in a way that helps addiction recovery but also maybe some dharma timing ish uh way of doing it i, I think trinity's uh, input would be valuable in 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 that conversation so uh we didn't know what we were going to do this monday anyway or next coming up monday uh, on the couch live so let's do it on self-talk trinity and that way uh we fulfill the need of the request uh, of marissa and in her opinion
0: yeah yeah um yeah for sure and and uh monday nights on um on facebook and youtube you can catch it live um, and then afterwards if you want to catch the podcast version of it if you're listening to this right now on Dharma time, then you can very right. easily also listen on Dope and Dharma and Dope and Dharma. Right. Once again, has every show that we do regardless of the topic. So right. on Monday, you heard it here first kids next Monday will be self-talk on the couch. Live version of Dharma time. So right. is, is that your final right. now, thoughts? You got more? No, no the on Dharma time. I, did I, did the I say couch, live. Time? The couch, couch live version Dhabi Dhabi. of Dharma time. You said, uh,
1: but that's okay. Uh, we're, we're just I'm old, you man. I, ourselves. Had and, and you know what? I had a thing, and you know what? You had a thing, <laughs> I had a thing, <laughs> uh, so so you still have your thing, and I still have two little yeah. things,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so, uh, what we'd like to say is also we need some uh topics for Friday's show of Dope and Dharma, in other words, where we cover uh things that are either sports or, or political or social in the nature, and so that's uh Friday's Dharma time. I know we'll be talking about the Tom Brady situation on friday at least so that that we could throw tom brady in there uh because anytime Trinity and i can talk football we do yeah. uh so that'll be on dope and dharma on friday and uh, we'll add some more things so if you guys know of any other social or political topics that we could talk about on friday uh please send those in to us uh you could follow me at at the dope doctor you could follow him at at the dharma guy we're all over all over social media that way you could send us either a private message or a message through any of those channels so we know what we can talk about every every week um uh, your input is important. Uh, we like to talk about things that you guys want to talk about. You're the one here spending time with us, and since you're the one here spending time with us, uh, you're just as valuable as us. So let's 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 get together on this and figure out what we what we discuss. And thank you all very much for for, for all your participation today. That's all I have to say. And I got some pernil waiting for me. Some uh, really good pernil, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, what that is. You know what that is? Nope. Oh, arroz con gandules. It's Puerto Rican food. I got some good Puerto Rican food uh, that we got catered okay. in today at the studio. So too bad you're not here in. You're still spending time in your daughter's room rather than coming out here. For so <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. Right. Although those clean thing, which is, which is a nice plus. Uh, right. Anyways. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything else to, to add to that um, other than just, you know, imposter syndrome. Uh, just understand, man, you, you're worth. Um, if, if other people are, are giving you accolades and rewards, don't question it. Just be thankful for it because as easily as they came they could also go right we could all lose those accolades tomorrow so like he said if somebody wants to overpay you or if somebody wants to over congratulate you let them be thankful like that feels yeah. good it's better than the opposite so i think that's all i got for today um appreciate y'all make sure you tune in share this like all those fun things um, but that's all we got so until next time now that you know better we'll do better peace <laughs>